Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Favorite F Word. Today, we are coming in hot with some spicy, exciting topic for you, because we're just in time for Valentine's Day, the super sexy day of the year. So we, so sexy, Um, we want to talk about relationships, Um, not just those romantic ones, though, we are going to kind of discuss and just share our feelings, our growth, our opinions, our thoughts on relationships, including friendships, coaching relationships, those um, ever exciting and evolving parasocial relationships, and just having an open discussion on like what kind of values we find in them, how we've grown, and seeking out some differing like opinions between the two of us because relationships are so dynamic. um, And I think so many of us treat them different ways. So that is what we are talking about. It's something we've personally been talking about with each other on and off. Um, a lot lately, but I mean, we talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. So we've clearly got some opinions on this. So many opinions, (laughs) take them or leave them. I think that this will be just a good conversation. Um, a lot of us have tons of different relationships in our lives, but I don't think we necessarily take time to think about those relationships, to consider how they are adding value or potentially taking value from our lives. Um, considering how we're showing up in them, if we're happy with how we're showing up in them, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, we'll kind of just have an open discussion here today. We don't really have a plan, which is stressing me out a little bit, but we're just going to (laughs) see. That's funny that you're stressed about that this time, because usually I like to have a full like write-up. Not today. Maybe it's just Um, because talking about relationships is maybe a little bit of an uncomfortable conversation for me. Oh, we talk about it all the time. I know it's comfortable with you. Oh, you're sharing. When it's just us, but we're sharing now. There's a vulnerability piece there. Yeah, that's true. But this, I mean, like the podcast and like how we kind of interact with the quote unquote audience here. I mean, like that's a relationship in itself, a parasocial one. Absolutely. But yeah, you're right. There's vulnerability in that too. Um, something you said just prior made me think that maybe we should throw in a caveat here that like everything we're talking about is literally just our own experiences our own ideas and opinions and we won't talk about potentially like harmful relationships in this I think that's Mm -hmm. out of our scope for today in terms of like abuse or when it's time to leave a relationship I think that is maybe a topic for professionals and not something we need to give our opinion on so let's put that out there cool Okay. So if we're talking about relationships, I think we should start with just what is a relationship? Like, what does it even mean to be in a relationship? This bitch just Googled relationship PS, just so you know. I just wanted to see what the dictionary definition was, because I think we all define relationships in different ways based on our experience inside of relationships. But if we look at the dictionary definition, it is defined as the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. Um, So it really is around like that connectedness. Um, And I think that when we talk about relationships, it's important to recognize that like connectedness and belonging is a basic human need. And so regardless of and this is just speaking from personal experience, how much we like to tell ourselves that we don't need relationships or we don't (laughs) need other people. And to a certain extent, we don't necessarily need other people to make us whole, but it is a core need as a human to live like our best, most fulfilling life, lives, life. 
the above. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, okay. So we have the definition and even inside that too, it made me like instantly go back to like biology 10 when you're talking about like mutualism and parasitism and like all of those different dynamics that exist just like in nature. And I mean, like we are still animals. So there are those different kind of dynamics when it comes to humans too. We just like to think that we're so much higher in like brain cognition and capacity, but realistically, like there's relationships like that between humans too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know, where do we want to start here? Let's start with what you're talking about with this idea of like wanting to be independent and not like need relationships. Cause I think you have a little bit of like feelings, personal feelings around that, not to just put you on the spot, but I know you've talked <laughs> yeah, about it. Wow. Before. Called <laughs> out. No, I I've talked about this a lot on social media um, because it's been a personal kind of journey of mine this past year, especially Um, And I think that depending on how our relationships have transpired growing up, um, whether that's the relationships that we were born into with our family, whether it's the relationships that we had like through school or sports or um, romantic relationships, if you want to even call them romantic relationships at that age, (laughs) um, those all impact the way that we view relationships in the current day and the way that we show up in relationships in either like a regulated or unregulated state, um, the ways that we are seeking relationships and what we're seeking out of them. And so for me, in my experiences with my upbringing and also with a previous romantic relationship, there was a big part of me that didn't want to need relationships because I had been hurt from them in the past. So I kind of like built this personality around, I'm Sarah, I don't fucking need anybody. Like, I'm just going to do me. I like spending time by myself. I like being alone. I don't need friendships. And I especially don't need a romantic relationship to like feel whole. Um, And so I like created this whole identity around it. And for a long time, like I've, I rode that wave, like life was good. I... (laughs) it prevented me from being hurt. You know, I didn't put myself in those situations where I was vulnerable enough to be fully seen and like be quote unquote naked, not physically, but emotionally, whereby someone could reject me. Mm -hmm. I just didn't let that happen, you know? Um, And so now when I'm in a place where I do have a really supportive partner um, inside of Brad and I have supportive friendships in my life, in my life where I don't need to like have those walls up. I still have those walls up. Right. And it's prevented me from getting deeper into those relationships or getting as much value out of them. And also for showing up for those other people. Um, that was like a big personal share. I don't know where I was going with the point of this. I don't think you have to have a point. I think that's like something a lot of people can resonate with if they've had, whether it's like heartbreak from a romantic or sexual relationship or have been like burned by a friendship or had something like fallout like that. I think it is really hard to put yourself out there because something is like that connection that you have with another individual is so vulnerable, is so impactful and personal. And when they end badly, it's very hard not to take things either personally and make it about like your lack Mm -hmm. versus fear like you said like the future hurt and so those walls go up and it's easy to go about your life with that like happy mentality that like I'm the only person I need um so I think we see that in friendships too like I have a lot of friendships that have blossomed really beautifully over the past few years but when I look at where they started it took a long time um both from like myself being unsure and the other person being unsure of like where is this going what are we bringing to the table what are we getting out of this relationship and and maybe there were some lingering like hurts or thoughts or fears around um our own connection based on like what had happened to each of us in the past Mm -hmm. absolutely we've talked about this on other podcasts um but this idea with friendships especially um of like friendships serving different purposes Mm -hmm. um and creating different value in our lives Um, and the tendency for us to kind of place those on a hierarchy, um, you know, or yeah, I guess place them on a hierarchy or, or say like this friendship is more valuable to me because it shows up in this way versus another friendship in another way. And I think you shared a personal experience or, 
um, something about your friends having different roles in your lives. Mm-hmm. They for you sure know? do. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I can say it now, like not, I wouldn't say each of my friends serves a different purpose, but to an extent that's true mm-hmm. because they're all very unique and individual and how I interact with them is then different and looks different. Um, but I think it was problematic in maybe my earlier twenties when I was like aware of that, but then I was saying that one of those types of relationships was better than another. And the scale usually went like, um, the hierarchy at the top was like those deep intimate friendships where I could go when I was in pain, where I could share those vulnerable things, where I could like share those secrets and they in return would hold space for me and mutually share to the same degree. I would place those as like the most important friendships. And then people I went to, to have fun, to go on adventures with, to have, I don't love the term surface level conversations, but someone to just like shoot the shit with and have more of like the experiences versus like the vulnerability shares. I would place those towards like the bottom of the hierarchy. And I think that part is problematic because now I can know like, okay, I'm not going to go to this person with something deeper, really scary for me. But at the same time, that person who I'm sharing with might not be the person I want to go on like a big camping trip with or um, do something like really out of my comfort zone because they're just not as adventurous or whatever. Right. Yeah. Totally different, just different experiences that you have with these people. There's someone I love a lot, but wouldn't want to go into business with them. You know, like there's just like different people who fit different needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it can easily be skewed of like, again, people thinking they're not as worthy or whatever, but I know that I don't fill those, all of those boxes for everybody else. I think it'd be extremely draining if I had to be that same person in every single relationship I was in. Mm -hmm. I think being able to see the value in those differing friendships and seeing how they add to our lives and how we're able to show up differently inside of those is really, really, um, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, and it takes like a lot of the pressure out of having to have, I know, Brad and I struggle with this sometimes of like, we put this pressure to like, okay, we're, we've planned to like have this time together and it has to be like this profound, like (laughs) conversation connection thing. And I think we can do that in all relationships, right. Where we're putting this expectation or pressure for it to look a certain way. And then if it doesn't look that way, we're left feeling like disappointed or like weird or buzzy about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like a part of that is just like us maybe wanting to be able to maybe not a want to be static, but it's just like there's comfort in like being who you are at your core in every single situation. But I think when I like look back and maybe I'm talking more about romantic relationships now, I'm not the same partner as I am to Brandon as I was to other people in relationships. And a part of that was like maturity availability capacity at the time but I think it was interesting to be able to look back and think like who was I in this relationship not the same person as I was with someone else Mm -hmm. and there's kind of a freedom in that and being able to express yourself or see what someone else can bring out in you and I think like looking back it could go one of two ways like there can be regrets there there can be maybe like discomfort looking at like maybe some decisions you made And it's super cheesy to say, but all of that was so important to like my growth now and how I show up for Brandon. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very impactful in terms of like what kind of partner I decided to be, what kind of partner I'm still not yet, but I'm hoping to be all of those kind of things. And there are parts that like of myself that I kind of miss about other relationships. And now maybe it's like, okay, well, how do I grapple with like who I feel like I'm not able to be right now? And how do I either make that happen or what kind of conversations do I have with Brandon or with myself to be like, what piece is missing or what feels incomplete? And can I bring that to the table? Right. And maybe, I don't know if this pertains to you, but in that kind of same sense, if that's not available in that relationship, is there another relationship in your life that kind of allows you to show up in that way? Yeah. And I think it gets dicey there though, because if you're talking about like what you brought to the table in a romantic relationship and are like, well, that doesn't exist in this one. What does it look like to seek out that somewhere else? Are you able to get that in a platonic relationship or 
is there some like deeper conversations to be had there? Cause I right, right. can get like really scary. Yeah. It definitely depends what that is. Yeah. yeah. And who your partner is and like, yeah. you know, what's going on with each of you. Yeah. Um, but that's a really interesting concept. It was something I talked, I won't dive too much into this. I don't think I'm really ready to share that, but it was like a conversation I had with my therapist a little while back about just like the identity pieces of like pieces of myself I really loved, but aren't necessarily existent right now. Mm -hmm. And is that, um, you know, a result of me and the changes I've made? It is, is it a result of who I'm with and how I'm showing up in the relationship? Is it a life dynamic thing? Like what, what's the root of it? And working through that is really complex too. So many moving parts there. So many variables for sure. You brought up um, reflecting on past relationships and reflecting on your role inside of them. And I think that that's a really important thing too, because we often are going to be quick to place blame or reflect on like how the other person treated us. Totally. But there is, and I mean, that is important too, in determining like what we do and do not want in the terms of a partner or a friend or whatever, but reflecting on our role and our quote unquote faults, if you want to call it, or our participation in things that happened inside of previous relationships is a huge part um, or a huge piece of our ability to grow and nurture relationships that happen after that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It's and it's hard. It's so hard because like, there's <laughs> definitely some responsibility to take there. Responsibility. We, we hate that doing that. Um, but like, think about how many relationships you were in where you were a complete flop. Yeah, absolutely. I was terrible not because I was doing shady things but I was just like absent or like focused on something else or unavailable in different ways that I had no concept of at the time and if it was like if you had asked me like weeks after we split up or whatever it would have been like oh it was completely because of what they did absolutely it's taken maybe like a decade now to be like you know what that was my flop era it was it was not my best work you know yeah yeah I think it's easy to get caught up in this is happening to me oh yeah you know versus like okay where where is my role what is my responsibility in this and how have I kind of like brought that on and obviously there are situations where shit happens and it is truly the other person um right like this is where our caveat comes in exactly we are not talking about traumatic relationships or abuse Abuse. in any way we're taking responsibility for like you know that guy you dated and all of a sudden you ghosted him yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh yeah it's interesting to think back on that when I personally think back on my responsibility in shitty relationships I think a lot of it was focused was because I was focused solely on me and my needs Mm -hmm. and I was not I did not have capacity because my needs weren't met from a partner or a friend, but also within myself, yeah. you know, like I wasn't meeting my own needs mm-hmm. and I was searching for those needs to be met in a partner or in a friendship. Brilliant point. Yes. And if you're, even if you have the most amazing friendship or the most amazing partner, if you are not meeting your own needs, they're not going to be able to fill them to the capacity that you're wanting. And you're constantly going to be wanting to change them or like putting blame on them or pointing out flaws or whatever. If we're not able to recognize our responsibility inside of that. Mm -hmm. And that happened in some of my previous relationships for sure, where I was like, you're not doing this or like, blah, 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 you know, where really it came down to the fact that I wasn't secure in who I was. And I was looking for that person to validate me and to, you know, be the missing piece of me, if you want. And I feel like that's like relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, Fill the void. Yeah. And that it, that's not, relationships don't work in that way. No, but I also think there's something to be said for this idea of having a need because like all of our needs are completely valid, but not either being able to or not wanting to communicate that to the other person like this idea of like oh if I'm with the right person they'll just get me and they'll just know what I need like I absolutely used to think that 
Yeah. And it was so easy to throw relationships away because they're like, nope, they don't fit. Nope. They don't fill that. Um, whereas I was like very confronted and very reactive when, um, our previous couples counselor was like, well, have you ever asked for that? Right. I was like, what? You mean I actually have to communicate that? He can't just know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. And those needs I feel are, wow. I've said Jen's going to start drinking coffee every time I say I feel, because I've said that a thousand times in this episode already, but, um, those needs I think are easier to realize in a romantic relationship or think about where like more conscious of thinking about those in a romantic relationship, whereas in a friendship Mm -hmm. or a coaching relationship or, you know, other kind of relationship, we're not necessarily as quick to think about our needs or, you know, have those types of reflections and, or communicate them, you know, because especially in a friendship, it's supposed to be this thing that's like easy and fun and like, (laughs) blah, da, da, you know? Um, And I think a lot of people have that idea about romantic relationships as well. Um, But the, in my personal experience and opinion, the most fulfilling relationships are the ones that are difficult and the ones that take effort and the ones that require you to express those needs and have those kind of uncomfortable situations because inside of that you're deepening the relationship with the other person Um, you're learning more about yourself and you're opening yourself up to have those needs met and also to meet the needs of the other person Mm -hmm. yeah it's super dynamic Um, and I think like a practice I've noticed myself trying like actively trying to do is ask a lot more of like what the other person needs in that moment because I think it's a foreign feeling to ask for something specific or to set a certain boundary in a friendship where it's like, Hey, I'm not looking for feedback. I just need to talk or, um, Hey, I am actually like looking for an opinion here and I need you to chime in on something that I'm having trouble with or whatever the situation is. And so getting into a practice of like, if you're not sure how to respond and you're like, Oh, well, they always love it when I respond like this, or I'm the friend that like, you know, they talk to about X or Y. So they're just asking because there's sometimes I have a friend who maybe is that person I share like the deep dark secrets with but in that moment I I'm not it's Uh also okay to be like hey you don't have to share like if you feel like sharing I have the time and space if you don't you know no I'm here when you need it or you know you're telling me something really vulnerable I'm I don't have space to hold it right now absolutely circle back things like that and really like setting expectations you know just like in coaching you give room for consent you set expectations and you like check in on each other's like choice and capacity at every given opportunity Mm -hmm. um and I mean like we do that for ourselves each other I should say in like more of a business sense but I think it's like bleeding into our friendship in a really cool way too Um, because I was trying to think like where where are those friendships where we are really like able to show up in different ways and I can think of like a few really specific examples but I think like you and I have learned to do that through business Mm -hmm. but also now like into friendship too absolutely that was a lesson that I actually learned from our friendship early in the beginning is like asking for what the person needs and also not taking things personally or not making assumptions because Mm -hmm. I know when we first became friends Um, And there was like a period of time, especially when like, we would talk like pretty much every day, like we'd text dumb shit or like (laughs) goof around or whatever. And then all of a sudden Nicola would ghost and I wouldn't hear from her for like a few days. And I would be like, oh my God, what did I do? Or like, why isn't she texting me? Or did I say something wrong? I'd be like scrolling back up in our messages being like, what happened, you know? And then if I reached out and asked what was going on, I expected you to like, give me a full story, right? you know, and to share yourself. Yeah. And like, (laughs) that's not, that's not my, and it would be because Nicola was like going through something, you know, and she, we're like literally away for the weekend. Yeah. Or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There was just a few times where like something came up or you were like, you know, moving through something or whatever. And like, you didn't want to share that with me. And I would like take that so personally. But then I, if you think, if you reflect on that, you're like, okay, I'm here in this relationship and I'm here for that person to kind of not use me, but like seek support 
when they need it. And if they don't need it, it's not because I'm not available to like hold that space for them. It's because they don't need it or they're getting it from somewhere else, you know? Um, so kind of taking that, like taking things personally, um, taking that out of a relationship is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a cool process. And I think like, I'm always really grateful when I do have friends who like take that extra pause and say something like, Hey, I'm sensing something rather than being like, you're being weird or, you know, I know something's going on. Tell me. Um, but lately I can think of like two instances where someone has been like, Hey, like I'm sensing something, just putting it out there. If you feel like you need to talk about it, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but like I'm noticing and you know, I have space for you if you need it. And it's funny because it was a man who did this most recently and that blows my mind. I'm like, well done. Well done. (laughs) That is amazing. Um, yeah. Asking for consent, just like we would in like a coaching relationship, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mind blowing concept without like an expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, there that. was another thing that I was reading about in my book and it was talking about attachment <laughs> and not like attachment in terms of like the attachment theories, like secure mm-hmm. avoidant or whatever, mm-hmm. but attachment to this idea that we attach ourselves to objects, to people, to pets, to situations, you know, and we build this attachment to it that I might butcher this, but, but now we, we have like said it's ours, or we've just like built this like super connectedness to it, whereby when it's gone or if it disappears or if it shifts, we're now like, we have so much grief around it. Mm -hmm you know? And so it talks about the importance of like enjoying those relationships and showing up in them without attaching ourselves to them. Mm -hmm. Um, because everything eventually is going to come to an end, which is like super morbid. Um, I like that. I think it's, but it's like so true, you know? And I think if we can reduce, decrease our attachment, um, and kind of remove that as much as possible and enter relationships from a place of wanting to learn and grow and have experiences and see different perspectives and have a chance to have our needs met, but also have the fulfillment that comes from being able to meet someone, someone else's needs and stuff like that without this attachment to like, this person is mine or like this relationship is like, (laughs) you know, crucial to like my being or whatever. Um, I think that that's really beautiful and it creates a lot of room for growth inside of relationships as well. Yeah. Fucking easier said than done though. I know. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, wow, Absolutely. Wow. 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 Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, we're always going to grieve the loss of a friendship or a relationship or most of the time anyways, but it was just an interesting perspective to think about and then to reflect on, okay, which of my relationships have I like put that huge attachment piece to, you know? Um, and I think, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think, um, because like as an adult, it feels very different from like when I was a teenager where like, if a friendship ended, I was ended. And I was like, you take it so personally, you worry about the other person. You like worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. There's so much like going on. Like you're so attached. I mean, the proximity, like through school and stuff too, doesn't help, but I don't fear relationships, not in general. There's obviously some relationships that I would be like quite devastated if they ended, Yeah, but I have a, an easier time letting go of relationships, knowing that like they've run their course or finally realizing that like they are just not serving me Mm -hmm. but I think that it's still hard to actually do the ending and Mm -hmm. doing it in a like a a decent human type of way absolutely if it is ending and depending on why it's ending there can be so much emotion and anger and resentment built in there Um, especially if it's been like a long time coming I feel like Mm -hmm. Um, but a piece of that I think is just recognizing that like a lot of relationships aren't meant to be forever, Mm -hmm. you know, like people come and go in our lives to, again, help us grow, to help us learn, to quote unquote, teach us a lesson. If you want to say it like that. Um, and to just like open up room for our evolution. And so recognizing that and being okay with, okay, 
this relation, this physical relationship or this friendship came and went, you can still, you can grieve it and you can also appreciate what you learned from it or the experiences you had in it. Yeah. And there's a lot of like relationships that I can think of that have ended in my, maybe like the past, like five years. Um, and I still wish the best for those people. It's just like, wow, we were not meant to carry on like Mm -hmm. this for whatever reason. Yeah. Do you have any people who you ended friendships with, um, for whatever reason, like I can think of a few that I had friendships end. um, because a lot of it was my own personal responsibility inside of that. Um, but now years later, both myself and these other people having like grown and evolved and just like seeing, I don't know if you like still follow them on social media or whatever, but seeing what they're up to, like wanting to reconnect with them. Yeah. Yes. And no, I think I have some that I've like, you know, you come across like them on Instagram or literally something happens and you think about them. And I think sometimes it feels appropriate to reach out and be like, Hey, saw this thought of you and it's gone really well. But I also have people who, when I see things like that or remember things, I'm still too sad to like rehash it. Yeah. Um, I I'm specifically thinking of friendships, but it is nice every once in a while to receive like a message from a friend I had for years and he'll kind of reach out and be like, yo, this fucking thing happened, thought of you, hilarious. And it brings up like a really good memory. We yeah. maybe talk for like a few hours in a day and then that's it. And we like, don't touch base again for, you know, however many months at a time. And I think those moments are pretty special, but mm-hmm. there's still some like friendships where I'm like, no, I specifically like removed myself from any place I would see them because I just don't feel it's still raw. It still right. doesn't feel like I'm wanting to reconnect or might be for lack of a better term, like triggered by seeing something from them. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't think I have, I was never like, I didn't have a lot of like friends or like actual friendships growing up. I had a lot of acquaintances through like sports teams and stuff. Um, so I don't think I have any like ones that like ended super shitty by any means or like, you don't, oh, I had like early twenties. I didn't have close enough friends. I didn't have close enough friends for that. I don't think. Hmm. So like, I have a couple friends that like, it didn't end great. Um, but I think all of us kind of like recognize our roles in that. Um, and one of them is one that I was like talking about here when I brought this up of like, okay, this urge or like longing to like reach out to them, but then questioning, am I reaching out to them in a selfish way in terms of like me wanting to be able right. to like get closure from that mm-hmm. or to think, say uh, things left unsaid. There's something about that that's maybe selfish, but not selfish. Like I right. think, I think you're allowed to want that kind of closure for yourself, but I think like what it's also important to consider, like, is the other person open to it? Right. And just how like would that, that impact them? Right. Like, yeah. And again, like consent and just be like, Hey, I, I was thinking about you. I have some things to say. Are you open to that or no? Right. Yeah. And if they say no, I mean like, that's kind of just like a piece you have to live with and find closure on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, just the same as like you, if someone were to reach out to you and apologize, like you don't have to forgive them. Like, right. I don't really see that kind of thing as holding a grudge anymore. Mm-hmm. I just think like, you know, you don't owe it to anybody to give them that like escape or that like freedom of a forgiveness right. if you yeah. don't feel ready yeah yeah that's a good call I was thinking about something else when we were having that conversation and now I forget I like this idea of like not um oh no I have to trace my thoughts back it made me think of like how my relationship with Brandon started and this idea of like people serve a role Um, And you kind of like have expectations around it, or maybe you don't in the beginning. And it's really interesting when those expectations are like completely changed. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I don't think I've shared how my relationship with Brandon started on the podcast, but I know you know the story, but basically we met over the course of a summer between my semesters away in Guelph. I came home for the summer in Lethbridge. Brandon happened to be playing ball in Lethbridge, but he's originally from BC and had just finished, um, graduated from playing ball in Louisiana so he randomly found himself in Lethbridge we met at CrossFit and just started seeing each other very casually with this like 
end date basically we both thought like this is going to be a summer fling we're going to have fun together and we did but we were literally saying goodbye have a nice life at the end of the summer because we're like what what's going to happen oh we're literally tables yeah (laughs) we're moving to different sides of the country and so our initial expectation was like it was going to be a short-term thing and it's really interesting because we were both felt really solid and like accepting of that so when it turned into something else it was kind of like I had to reorient myself around the whole thing and honestly like view myself and view him differently and like try the relationship on in a completely different capacity because that's not how it started out so I think like relationships can kind of end in those ways where maybe someone who served a purpose for you maybe transitions out but it's also interesting when you start a relationship with this idea of what a person's going to be and it either like expands or kind of deflates depending on the situation yeah absolutely I think that can happen in it's maybe more common in like romantic relationships or relationships with like the sex that you are interested in physical Mm -hmm. relationships, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that can happen in friendships too. You know, this idea of, Oh, maybe this was like my super fun adventure friend. And now we're like deepening our relationship and having like more in-depth conversations or, vice versa, you know, um, and understanding that like those roles can ebb and flow too. Um, and being open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very really cyclical sure. sometimes. Yeah. Just depending on where you both are in your life. Mm-hmm. What about, um, seeking out friendships as women and building friendships as adults? Hilarious. Fuck me. <laughs> I feel, I mean, I feel like that was constantly on my radar the first year I moved. So like, mm-hmm. what was it? 2020 moved to the Island. And I was like, yes, I had all these beautiful friendships back home. And I'm like, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I don't really need new friends here because I have so many, but there's a difference between having a long distance friend and some, having someone close that you can do things with. And so Absolutely. it almost felt like when I first got here, I wasn't actually on Tinder, but it felt like I was on Tinder for friends because it was like a constant trickle of like, Hey, you like kind of connect with someone mostly from the gym or like from, um, the work space I was in, but it was like, Hey, do you want to go for coffee? And you'd go for a quick coffee, kind of get to know each other a little bit and then be like, uh, yeah, never text them back yeah. or vice versa. And so it was like a very strange dynamic of like, how do I find the friends? And I talked about this on a previous podcast. I even like left a little note for someone like, right. do you want to be At my friend? Shop. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I straight up like asked one of my really good friends now, we were at the gym together and I was like, hey, uh, you seem really cool. Do you maybe want to hang out and be friends? And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay. So like, it turns out really well, but there were also some friendships I like tried on quote unquote. And was like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. Yeah. And it's very strange because those dynamics are playing between the two of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, there were definitely times where like, they tried me on as a friend and were like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> How does that feel? Uh, I mean, when I'm thinking about it, like specifically now, I'm like, uh, no, it's fine. Cause like, I didn't, maybe wouldn't have wanted to be their friend either. But in the moment I was like, oh, we went for coffee and now I haven't heard from this person again. Right. <laughs> Do I it's text like them or is that desperate? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Oh, the, the, the word desperate or like this thought of like appearing desperate in whatever relationship just grinds my gears so much. <laughs> Because it's like, okay, why does our society put a bad rap on expressing how you're feeling and telling someone that you like them? Why is that a bad thing? Pisses me off. Why? That's true. You know? I don't know. And I, I mean, I guess that can, that can transpire in different ways inside of a relationship. And I can think of times where like, I was quote unquote desperate in terms of, like we said, like seeking fulfillment or like seeking someone to like complete or fill that void, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but sharing your feelings and telling someone that you like them or that you think their style is awesome or that like they have a fucking 
I don't know, whatever. Why, why is that something that we as a society are like so scared of doing or have like painted with this like desperate rush? Well, do you personally feel like that now? Cause I don't, I, I don't feel, feel like, like that anymore. Freer to be like, fuck it. If they're, yes. if they don't want to, they're going to say no, like they're an adult, yeah. they're a sovereign being. Yeah. Um, so it felt okay to like put myself out there like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's vulnerable, but I was like, what's the worst that can happen? They say no, like, okay, cool. On to the next. Right. I think that comes with age. Cause I'm just thinking yeah. about some yeah, yeah. of my like clients or some relationships I have with like people at the gym or like friends like younger siblings or whatever where they're like in the dating world as like young 20 year olds you know like how do I navigate this and you're just like holy fuck how why you know Mm -hmm. but then you can totally remember being like that at that age yeah okay that just made me think of a conversation I had recently with a friend who is like dating right now but dating as an adult especially with COVID I didn't really recognize like just how different it is than like when I was in the age where I was dating specifically because she brought up such a good point she's like we're all on out here on tinder yeah we're all like swiping and going on these one-off dates but she's like it's so hard to figure out who the other human is because you're only seeing them in one facet of their life which is them with just you right because when I think back to like where I met all of my boyfriends, we either had a friend in common, we were out in public together and you get to read how they are interacting with the person who's serving you a meal, how they are interacting with your friends, how they are with their families or, you know, in like a crowded environment in at a party, how do they, you know, you get to see so many different sides of them right? besides just like the one-on-one with you. And I didn't realize how important that was. But like, it would be crazy hard to be dating someone and like, yeah, maybe everything's okay with you, but you know, you bring them around your friends months later and it's like, what the fuck? Who is this person? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Cause there's like an automatic trust that's built. I think when I'll use Brandon is he was a perfect example of this. He instantly fit in with my friends and my friends had nothing but like incredibly positive things to say about him. And we're like, oh my God, like to, to quote one of them, you're careering with him. Okay. Yeah. Like, this is your, like, this is yeah. your career. Like this is the pinnacle of man for you. Um, and funny. that was so reassuring to me because I was like, okay, cool. Like, yes, I trust myself and my judgment, but now the people I would trust, like they're my world, mm-hmm. they're also welcoming him in. And now I have like a cohesive, like world. It feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting what what would happen if you like got into a relationship during COVID and weren't able to have those experiences and then things open up and then something changes, you know? I don't know. I mean, when I was in college, I had a few relationships where I had my boyfriend and then I had my friends and they never interacted ever. Right. And that was really shitty. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, okay, to kind of have two separate worlds. But when you think about like how we are as social beings, it's very uncomfortable. It's very awkward. And maybe not even just to have the separation, but to go as far as like your friends, not liking your partner, that is very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. That's a difficult thing to navigate. Um, because we want to trust our friends and we want to trust that they have our best interests at heart. Um, and sometimes they are absolutely justified in having Mm -hmm. those thoughts and feelings like I can think about that in my previous relationships but at the same time sometimes they don't know the person the way that you do or you know sometimes they've got their own shit going on that they're projecting on that and so there's like so many moving parts and it can be really hard to discern like what to take seriously and what to kind of like brush off you know And if you're that friend who has the maybe not glowing opinion of your friend's partner, do you say something? Right. Or do you keep it to yourself? Because I can think of many situations where I took it upon myself to tell the person that I thought their partner was a piece of shit. And maybe they break up and maybe they're like, yeah, you were right. And then they get back together. And then they feel like, okay, now Nicola's judging me because I'm with this person. Now I can't tell her things. And now I've more or less like ruined or at least put some cracks in the relationship that I valued. 
Right. And that can be very <laughs> tricky to navigate, but sure. it's like, when do you say something and when do you keep your mouth shut? Cause it's not about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think recognizing that it's not about you. And if you are choosing to say something, doing it in a consensual, like unattached way where you're going in to share your opinion, but you're, you're just, I can't even think of words right now. You're dissociated or you're not attached to an expectation, mm-hmm. you know, because if we're going in with the expectation that we're going to change that person's mind about this, human, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. probably not going to end well. You're probably not going to say the things that you want to say or in the way that you want to say them because you are so focused on like changing their mind. Right. And that can yeah. lead to some isolation too. Cause then the person feels Absolutely. like, well, now down the road, if I do have a problem with this person, I can't go no back man. because there'll be judgment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's a tricky one to navigate. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, speaking of things that are tricky to navigate, I wanted to talk too about having friends of the gender or orientation of people you are attracted to. So like right. for me, if I'm having a platonic relationship with a man, what does that look like? How does that feel? How do you navigate that? Um, and I feel like I'm very lucky in this situation because I have had so many incredible male friendships, mm-hmm. but I've also been in relationships where that got a little, a little strange for like jealousy or whatever reasons. Um, but now I have some like, and the kind of like new relationships with some men and I'm like finding them incredibly empowering and supportive. And I didn't necessarily see that for myself. And so I'm kind of like taken back and almost like weary of them in a way, but right. also like wanting to like go head first into it because it's just like a, a type of support, a type of like friendship that I, you know, kind of forgot about. And it's mm-hmm. fun. They're, they're very different. fun. Yeah. Different for different. sure. Yeah. I mean, I think platonic relationships can absolutely exist but again I think it depends on where you are at personally um and like how you're approaching that relationship because if I think back to my like younger years I had a lot of friends who were guys I was that girl that like didn't have girlfriends which like we won't get did you can we, I hate be that honest, so much be honest did you say to yourself I'm not like other girls uh probably Cause that's I feel like such a that? dialogue when you can be friends with the guys and they're, they'll be like, you're not like other girls. Right. Yeah. I think that was such a thing. And now looking back, I'm like, Oh, it's so fucking cringy because you're, it's not about you really in that, in that comment, you're literally saying that you're better than other girls in yeah. some way, shape or form and literally shitting on other trash. people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's just a side note, a tangent yeah. there. No, but I just, I had a lot of guys that were friends, but I don't think any of them were like actual friends and whether we actually entered like a physical relationship at some point or not, like Mm -hmm. they weren't really platonic because I think for me, I had, I was seeking out those friendships for validation Mm. and I would get way more validation from a guy wanting to be friends with me than a girl, Gotcha. you know? And so- if you would have asked me five years ago, if, if this similar, same genders that are attracted to each or opposite genders that are attracted to each other, um, or same genders that are attracted to each other could have a platonic relationship. I would have said, no, I would have been like, no, there's always some level of like physical attraction or like something there. Mm -hmm. Um, but as I've become more secure in myself and more secure in my relationship with my partner, Brad, um, I absolutely think that that can happen. Um, I just think it's very, it's something that there's still a lot of like narrative around. Definitely. Yeah. And I think other people's opinions of things are very interesting to hear, um, and I'll maybe share a little bit about like the male friendship I'm talking about, because like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even, he, he doesn't know I have a podcast, podcast. but, um, and I'm sure he's okay with this. We've talked, well, actually, we kind of talked about it the other day too. Um, but he started out as like Brandon's best friend. And I was like, okay, like, I love this, this person for Brandon. Like he's, they seem to have like really incredible conversations. Brandon didn't have too many um, guys that he could open up to and they would 
Brandon would come home at like midnight from his house and be like, man, we just like talked all night. It was so great. Um, and so I was like, Hey, like, who is this guy? I want to get to know him a little bit. And, um, after kind of hanging out the three of us, um, Brandon was like, like, do you like him? Is it like, do you like him as a friend? And I was like, yeah, he seems really great. And Brandon was like, Hey, cool. Cause I really want you to be friends with him. And that was so fucking nice to hear that Brandon was like, please be friends with this other guy, because Mm -hmm. that just opened up like, obviously the trust is there, obviously like the permission is there. And so we've like hung out just the two of us now. And I like, we call Brandon while we're together or I text Brandon like, Hey, I'm with this person. Um, And Brandon's like, fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys are probably having so much fun. And it's just like, so comfortable. Right. And it really is like far different from my female friendships even just in like we could have the same like conversation topic but hearing his perspective on things hearing Uh his experience is like very helpful for me very reassuring and also like is an interesting way for me to respond like I respond to him differently than I would with females right um or anybody else that I'm kind of with so it's it's really cool to see that evolve and I'm like very grateful for this friendship yeah I love that I uh have similar experience I don't have as close of a friendship with Brad's friends as you do with that human but um in just like when your partner wants you to be friends with their friends Mm -hmm. I think that that happens a lot in relationships and if that's not happening that's kind of like a red flag in my personal opinion. Right. If someone's like, no, you can't be friends with my friends. Yeah. Like that's really weird. Um, cue my last relationship anyways. Um, (laughs) yeah, no kidding. You know, like it was bad. Like if I, if yeah, anyways, we don't have to talk about that. Um, but then my caveat or my like thought there is would that support be there? And like, I'm just bringing this up because you brought up your own personal situation, but in any relationship where the partner is like, yeah, I want you to be friends with my friends of that same sex. What is the situation and the support similar if that person who you are entering the relationship with is not a friend of your partner? Does that make sense? Oh, yep. 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 Right. So if you had a male friend that wasn't Mm -hmm. friends with Brandon, Mm -hmm. right. And I think like I have, what's the right word? Residual friendships. Like I had lots of guy friends previously mm-hmm. who Brandon has never met, but like he knows them by name because I'll talk about them. And I, I mean, it's Brandon, so I can't anticipate yeah. him having any problems with it, but that is a good question. Cause that that's kind of a different dynamic that I didn't think of. Yeah. It's a different dynamic, but I also think that, and I think that the partner would be less quote unquote, less comfortable in a lot of situations because Mm -hmm. they don't know that human, but then it's like, that's not really fair. Right. You know, that's like, yeah. So that's an interesting kind of thought process around that whole situation. Yeah. Cause I mean, I want to believe that platonic friendships can absolutely exist and can add a fuck ton to our like lives. They're extremely valuable. Um, but the dynamics in your romantic relationship and how that affects platonic relationships is always like very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. That could branch into a whole bunch of other conversations, but we're not, I'm not ready to have those <laughs> podcasts yet. <laughs> um, okay. Well, is there anything else that we had on this list that we want to? Uh, I mean, I think probably, and this could probably just ebb into another podcast altogether but the reason we brought it up was like I mean it's Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day is like the relationship day um and in recent years I think we've seen more and more of this like Galentine's Day where it's like celebrate your relationships even if they're not like the one the really like that one romantic relationship yeah um or celebrate the relationship with yourself and I mean yeah it's a holiday so like anything else it's just like capitalism yeah dick sucking whatever commercialism but I think there's something cool about the the trend towards celebrating relationships in general and yeah it's trivial to have one random day to Mm -hmm. do that but I don't know I still kind of like it 
Yeah. It's a good reminder to reach out to those people who you do have those relationships with, you know, and that's something Mm -hmm. that we should probably do more frequently. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is a nice reminder. Um, yeah, different thoughts on it. My thoughts on Valentine's day have ebbed and flowed based on my relationship status with romantic partners, with friends, with myself. Um, so yeah, I think it's just important that you're allowed to have your feelings about it and kind of go about that day in whatever way makes sense for you. Um, but remember, goddamn chocolates. Yeah, That's remember the that there's so many different relationships in our lives that bring value, yeah. uh, and it's not just the one with a romantic partner. Yeah, so celebrate the shit out of them. Yeah, yep, yep. And Brandon will never listen to this, but that man better get me some fucking chocolates. <laughs> That's my expectation. I've told him that, so it's mutual. He understands. He's not going to be home, right? There are so many online services. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> no, he's still gone. Yeah. Because I was like, you're really away from my birthday and Valentine's Day. Wow. You're yeah. going to have to make it up with me with some chocolates. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember on Valentine's Day is when I was with my ex, I would always be like, okay, is this going to be the year that he buys me flowers? Because I yeah. like loved flowers. Fuck. And every fucking year, my mom and dad would send me flowers. And so the flowers would get delivered and I'd be like, oh my gosh, are they from him? Are they from him? And then it would be like, love mom and dad. Oh, I mean, so sweet, but infuriating. Exactly. Like there were so many different emotions around it. And so when we broke up, that's why I got my tattoo with the flowers on it. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not (laughs) expecting anyone to buy me flowers. Like I'm going to just buy the flowers for myself. I'm going to get them tattooed on me you know um so yeah it's funny to see now I'm like Brad will probably get flowers because it's Brad and he's yeah Brad's a little sweetie um but I don't have that expectation and I also know I could just easily go buy them for myself if I want and also not that anybody actually needs physical material things to show that you are loved and appreciated also yeah absolutely they're nice to have but they're absolutely Mm -hmm. not necessary what if that's your love language oh I mean yep that's interesting okay hot tangent on that have your love languages changed um yes and no I think it depends on it depends on our especially with Brad um, it depends on where our relationship is. Yeah. So sure. like certain times it's like these things and certain times it's these things. Um, but the way that I like to give love never fucking changes. <laughs> so that's interesting. Which that, is like, gifts, gifts, um, acts of service. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. um, which is interesting because I can like see how that has played out in different relationships. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cause like I full transparency, I don't, I don't do that as much for Brad as I have in other relationships. Right. But there's absolutely a reason why. And I can see your yeah. face right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to go into that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Interesting. But yeah. Do yours change? Um, I, was specifically talking about how they've changed with Brandon. So like your point about Brad makes sense. Um, Because initially my love language was definitely touch. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge learning curve for Brandon. And I'm talking about like, I like my legs squeezed. I like to hold hands. I like like just nice touches. I like hugs. I like all of it. And Brandon was like, oh, really? I don't do that naturally. (laughs) And so he literally like learned how to do it. But since our relationship has evolved, there's a part of me that's like wanted gifts from him. And I mean, just shout out to him once again. He has risen to the occasion because he's gotten really fucking good at it um, and really thoughtful. But uh, I did have to tell him. I can't Mm -hmm. just like expect him to know. And that's not always an easy conversation. I need you to buy me things. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me can you please buy me all of these things? yeah but I mean like my rationale was like it's 
it speaks volumes when like you're just out without an intention to do something and you see something and you're like, yeah. wow, Nicola would love this. Yeah, absolutely. Or making something as a gift too. Like it doesn't have to be um, purchased. Like he yeah. also makes the most amazing cards. He always makes a handmade card. Perfect. He always draws a picture. He always writes a poem inside. Like it's 10 out of 10. Yeah. So like those kind of gifts are like fucking money. Yeah. 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 It's interesting how that how that shifts for sure yeah okay wait people won't be able to see this but I need to show you the card he made for me for my birthday because uh, okay I'm excited so cute. <laughs> I'm sure Nicola has a stack of all the cards Brandon's made okay look oh, wow what yeah what does it say <laughs> it says do you even miss me at all oh, music notes because it's uh this song we've been really into lately but then he like wrote this like beautiful poem inside but look Aww. at how like good that drawing is that drawing's amazing but she has actual headphones and not ear pods or I know AirPods. he's like drawing the AirPods wasn't as cool right <laughs> I can't believe I just called them ear pods ear pods um anyway so that was just a tangent just like me bragging a little bit about Brandon so yeah kind of nice thanks for allowing it that's cute yeah. we're both right now um, well, I guess this, po- I was like, this probably isn't safe to say, but this podcast is airing when this is done, but we're both home alone right now without our partner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't like put that out into the world. Not Please, that it's yeah. only women who listen to this. Yeah, exactly. They're pretty much just our friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, for the five of you that are listening right now. If um, a man, if you are a man and you are listening to this, you are now you must write a review yes so that like know message you exist. us to tell yeah yeah because otherwise we'll assume you don't exist yeah but I was saying we're both home alone right now and it's really interesting <laughs> how you can like love someone so much and like want to spend time with them so much but also really enjoy their space like our space bye. <laughs> was like bye-bye <laughs> um so yeah love that for us yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. Okay, let's wrap it up. This was a long one. Hopefully you enjoyed those conversations and all of that. But also like maybe let us know if you like this more like free ball and style. Right. Because it's quite fun for us to do. But some people like a little structure, a little takeaway action. Yeah. And all our takeaway was eat some chocolates, buy yourself something or don't. Show yourself love. Whatever, you know, (laughs) treat Valentine's Day however you want to. That's a good takeaway. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say download Dipsy and just love up on yourself for a while do you use dipsy no it's like this app with like very wonderful dirty stories oh you've talked about that before 12 out of 10 I think they have a trial that's what you should get yourself for valentine's day if you're into that kind of thing yeah and if you're not into that kind of thing you should probably get into that kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) takeaway number two Okay. Um, do we still want to do a fuck yes? Fuck no? Sure. Okay, I've got a fuck yes. Okay. Random walk-in tattoos. Exhilarating. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. I low-key wanted to get one when we when I come to Victoria. Let's do it. So I don't know if you'll be ready for another one. Hopefully you told Brandon about your tattoo. Well, he doesn't listen to this anyways, but hopefully you told him about it by time. Did you tell him yet? Oh, I showed him. He loved it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was stoked because we said, we're getting tattoos without you. He's like, oh my God, you guys are so cool. Maybe I'll get one with you when I come yeah. back. <laughs> he doesn't have a tattoo, does he? None. No. Have I told you about Brad. what he wants to get? No. <laughs> Little magnifying glasses on his hamstrings. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> he was so embarrassed about having... non-existent. I mean, that boy's put in a lot of work, so they're yeah. there now, but they didn't yeah. used to be. That's I used to flex. Weird. Well, I still flex my hammies and I'm like, suck it. They're so much stronger and bigger than yours. That would be amazing. People would be like, what is that? Yeah, super cute. But that would fucking hurt on your little yeah. hammy. Oh my gosh, that would be tickly. Tickly. Yeah. Okay, we need okay, to well, fuck no. Uh, fuck no to the fact that we don't already have a besties tattoo. Yeah, that's trash. Straight okay, we'll change that if you have recommendations for what we should get let us know yes 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 message us on instagram with yeah, you your have two recommendations by the time this comes out you'll have about 48 hours to let yeah. us know. 
right. I forgot about that. Maybe, well, maybe so, we could do this one tomorrow. Whatever. Let us know. <laughs> if you want to draw us something, you can send it to us. Oh, that'd be nice. And we'll consider. Let's put that on our stories. Jen's just going to be like, get a cup I know. Of that's what I'm mostly looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll just say, get letters ETC dot. Right. Oh, that would be cute. It's relevant. It could be cute. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's out there. We put it into the universe. Okay. Doing it. Um, right. Okay. Well, next podcast episode, we might be together. We will be. We have yeah. That but on our list of things. I know, but I just don't know if we can do it right beside each other. If there's going to be echoes, like I might have to go in the kitchen. No, fuck that. We'll share a mic. We'll be okay. fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Anyways, we're technology queens. It's going to be, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be good. Okay, well, we're going to end this now. So as always, thank you for listening. We love you all so much. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, big Valentine's Day kisses for every one of you. Little forehead kisses. (laughs) Mwah. Okay, bye, everybody. Okay, bye.